Hello and welcome back to Gifted Gas Bag. My name is Mandy and this is the podcast where I ramble about whatever I feel like for as long as I feel like it. And then you guys tune in and listen. And apparently a lot more of you are tuning in than I thought. Um, it's been kind of a big week and I haven't really opened the podcast app. And I opened it today to record because I was like, Mandy, it's Saturday. Get your shit together. You usually record during the week, not on the weekend. And um, there are a lot more of you all of a sudden. And I don't know why. Um, I'm stoked. Welcome. If you're <laughs> if you're a new listener, welcome and uh, thanks for jo- uh, tuning in. Um, feel free to contact me on the socials, on the Instagrams, on the TikToks. Um, that Mandy had to do it underscore two. Um, do I need to make like a social account specifically for this podcast? Uh, yeah, I should probably get on that. Anyway, I'm clearly terrible at this. Why? Why am I even here? That's a question I ask myself every minute of every day. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a big week. What have I been up to this week? I have, uh, I, I spent Monday night potentially ill-advisedly playing 500 with my friend group of elderly gentlemen who I play cards with. Uh, usually we'd play poker. Haven't been playing poker much lately. They're much more into 500 right now. So they've been teaching me 500. I'm getting good. Am I winning now? Whereas I was losing terribly before. Not so much winning. I mean, I'm winning more often, but I'm still leaving at the end of the night a loser because we play for cents as points. So if you win by 500, that's $5, right? I uh, think the last night I went to on Monday, I ended up the night down by $9, but that's not terrible because if you've listened to previous podcasts, I think I've mentioned my worst night, I ended the night down over $40, which is like bad. So yeah, I'm doing better or it's at least balancing out a lot better. Um, I did have a really just a bad run of cards and you can't outrun that. But I don't play for money, I play for fun. And it was a really good night. Um, I was even able to kind of school one of the other guys when they stuffed up. (laughs) Uh, I realized by counting, because they're teaching me now to count every card that comes out. Are they coaching me for some big casino scam? Like a movie? Because that sounds honestly amazing and I'm down. If they want to (laughs) like... Am I being coached to count cards and win money at casinos against my will? Because sign me the fuck up. That sounds like a fun movie. I love, I love movies about like poker and cards and casinos. I've seen so many of them. I have like, I think my favorite, ooh, card playing movie would be probably Rounders. I think every poker player would say Rounders is the best poker movie. If not that one, I really enjoy Maverick. I know they're not playing Texas. They're playing five card stud. But it's still a good poker movie. And yes, I know it's Mel Gibson, but it was before he was the Mel Gibson we know and get confused by and don't really like today. I still, I know everyone's just like, oh, you know, give him a break. And I'm like, he's still kind of weird, though. He's still just a a deeply strange individual. And I don't know how to feel about him. Not unlike Tom Cruise, where I'm just, "Mm, yeah. Like, you know, you, you're very good at what you do. You're a good actor and I'm fine with watching you, but I'm I'm constantly aware that you're a very a deeply weird human being. Yeah. <laughs> there are actors also that I just cannot watch because I, I hate them with every fibre of my being. Um, and I don't like to hate, I think hating people's a waste of energy. 
But there's some people that, like, you see their face on the screen and I'm just like, oh, God, go away. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Um, some of them, it doesn't even make sense. Ooh, so, okay, this is a discussion, me and my family. Whenever we get together, like my mum and dad, my brother, we have this discussion a lot. It's the actors that played a bad guy so convincingly. Excuse me, burp. I'm terrible. Why do you listen, honestly? Uh, someone, an actor that played a bad guy so convincingly or bad girl or bad person. To, like they almost played a villain so well that you are convinced that you like that they are just a bad person. You know, well, like if you see them in a movie after you've seen them play that villain, you're like, oh, I don't trust you at all. I know better than that. I know. <laughs> For my mother, she definitely struggled to watch anything with Kathy Bates in it after she saw Misery. And I totally get it. She does play that role very well. Um, For my dad, I uh, look, I can tell you the name, but I, I don't know who the actor is because I've never seen him. Apparently he played a bad guy in a heap of Westerns and my dad's very into country western movies um lee van cleef is the actor my dad can't stand to watch um my mum also doesn't like tommy lee jones i know a lot of people like tommy lee jones but from what i've heard he isn't a very nice person i mean no you know no one's under any obligation to be a nice person but she saw him as a villain in a steven seagal movie how's that for a throwback i think it's called under siege where he's like on a He's on like some kind of naval vessel and there are terrorists and Stephen Skull's like kicking butt single-handedly through a ship full of terrorists. Also, from my memory, because I have seen it before when I was young, from my memory, Stephen Seagal isn't even like in the Navy in the movie. I think he's a cook. I think literally like the entire Navy couldn't handle some terrorists. <laughs> but Stephen Seagal with his set of kitchen knives definitely could far out um yeah and tommy lee jones plays the bad guy in that movie and it just really bugged my mum to the point that if she sees him in a movie these days she's like oh can't stand him and i'll say why she's like i don't know i just don't trust him i don't like him something weird about him i'm like okay <laughs> not that i don't trust him or like him but i've always had the suspicion by the way that stephen king may very well be a serial killer i think if if Years from now, Stephen King eventually passes away and then they, like, you know, sell his property. The new owners will find, like, just dozens of bodies. <laughs> Anyone who's read Stephen King's books knows he's a deeply twisted human being and just not even in the normal way that people are, are obsessed by the macabre. He's mm, Things he writes sometimes, he's just like, dude, I've heard of putting your head into a psycho's mind, but... You have a certain knack for it that is alarming. Hmm. I'm only half kidding. Um, <laughs> actor. Okay, so we're talking about actors and villains. My brother. I'm trying to think of. I, I can't think of a. Oh. No, no. See, my brother tends to like the villains. Here's another one to watch for. <laughs> Hi, bro. If you're listening to this, don't. Um, but yeah, he, my brother has a certain affinity with villains. If he's watching a movie with like the hero, he's always on the side of the villain. Um, so yeah, it, no. if anyone plays a villain, they suddenly become his favorite actor. Um, any actors I don't. I'll tell you what, and if anyone's ever seen, this is like an obscure ass movie, but there's a, a Kurt Russell movie called 3000 Miles to Graceland and Kevin Costner 
plays the bad guy and he plays him so well that like something in my brain went, oh, Kevin Costner is a bad person, you know, like almost an instinctive protective thing of like, if you ever see that guy run the other direction, like that, that switch flipped in my brain. And now if I see him in anything, I hate him. (laughs) Kevin Costner in the bodyguard, the entire time I'm watching him like, oh, Whitney Houston, don't trust him. He evil girl. (laughs) No. Apparently I have seen a, a bit of Yellowstone. My parents are obsessed with Yellowstone right now. I've seen a bit of it and he plays a similar kind of role in that show where he's just not a very nice dude. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're playing to type because you're evil. And I know you're evil. I don't trust you, Kevin Costner. Oh, I wonder if I can get that made into a bumper sticker. Anyway, um, the other actor that I will never trust under any circumstances, and literally my skin crawls when I see this guy. Uh, His name is Bruce Dern. And he was an actor. He still is, I think. He's very old. Um, oh God, what if he's passed away and I missed the news? No, I'm sure he's, no, 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 no. He recently won an award. I'm sure he's still around. Uh, he's Laura Dern's father. Bruce Dern plays a villain in a John Wayne movie. I used to watch you know, cowboy movies with my dad when I was a kid. And he plays a villain in a John Wayne movie called The Cowboys. I know, so original. It's literally about, uh, it's a very nice story. If you haven't seen this, in the story, John Wayne plays an old rancher. And he needs to get his cattle across the country. You know, they're doing a cattle drive or whatever. Got to get the stock from one place to the other for whatever reason. I don't understand farming. I am simpleton person. So he enlists the help of like these local school kids. It's all boys, young boys at a school. And he's like, you know, I, for whatever reason, he doesn't have help. And he like gets these boys to come and help him drive the, the cattle. and like teaches them how to do all the stuff. And then he kind of becomes like, you know, their caretaker and him and his friend, um, which problematically is played by, hmm, as, yeah, like he, I, I haven't seen it in many years, but I don't know if it's as like ranch hand. Anyway, he and his ranch hand, like get these boys to help them go across the country. Meanwhile, there's like cattle rustlers that are trying to steal the cattle, kind of following them, right? Bruce Dern plays the head of the cattle rustlers and he is the creepiest mofo. He has this like quiet, soft little voice and he gets really close to speak and he's slimy and he's got like a rat face and oh God, he just, yeah, he plays a villain and a bad guy too well, way too well. I don't think he's an evil human being. He seems to be a nice human being, but he just did too good of a job at playing an absolute monster to the point like he's even creepy around the young boys. You know what I mean? Ugh, yuck. Shudder. Um, and in the final, like, I'm going to spoil the Cowboys for you, by the way, and it's a very old movie, so I don't feel bad. This character, this, oh God, what's his name? Mr. Mr. Anderson? I don't know. That's the villain from the Matrix. Where am I getting that from? I don't know what this guy's name is, the villain's name in the Cowboys. But he shoots John Wayne in the back, like not even in the middle of a gunfight, like underhandedly shoots him in the back while he's not armed and kills him in front of these young boys. Do you understand why I hate his guts? (laughs) Apparently, I've read an article where John Wayne said to to Bruce Dern, they're never going to forgive you for this one because this this was at the height of John Wayne's fame, right? 
and no one ever did. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he said it ruined his career, that it was impossible to get him cast in anything because all anyone saw him as was as that mofo who shot John Wayne in the back. Talk about, yeah. When did this become a film podcast? I don't know. You know, it's just, it's, it's something I enjoy and I'm going to talk about because that's what I do. Um, yeah, there you go. There's my actor, actors, actor specifically, just Bruce Dern. I, we were watching the Oscars once and he was sitting there and he's like so much older. He's got white hair. He looks totally different. And I was just giving him that shifty eye. Like, I know what you did, Bruce Dern. I'm onto you, motherfucker. <laughs> I think Laura Dern is a treasure. And the logical part of my brain knows that Bruce Dern is a nice guy. And I'm just like, no, no. Mm-mm. those boys had to watch their father figure die in front of them. You're a terrible person, Bruce Dern. Rotten hell, Bruce Dern. <sighs> oh, goodness. Um, I don't even know how I got onto that topic, but we got there. And that is why I have a podcast where I can ramble about anything. <laughs> I had some friends over for a movie night on Thursday. I say movie night, it's what we started them off as, but um, lately it's become, hi, come over while I get you obsessed about my favourite show because I don't want to be in this um, obsession hell by myself. So they came over and I finally have someone else in my life who has seen Ted Lasso now, my favourite show, and I'm so happy. Just because they loved it as much as I did. There was like, you know, they were clutching their hearts at the sweet moments. There were tears at the even sweeter moments. And I was just like, yes, thank you. Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not in this complete obsession with this show by myself. So (sighs) yeah, Uh, we watched nearly all of season one, but I had to go to bed because, and I feel terrible because we only had one episode of the season left. And then I was like, I'm tired and I need to go to bed because it's 1am. Um, so I'm very sorry, but you need to go. And they were like, that's okay. No, you need to sleep. But um, yeah, well, I'm going to have to have them over again soon so we can finish off the season uh, and then watch season two. Which it didn't occur to me till later that there are some sad things in season two, but it's still, it's still a beautiful show. So I'm sure they'll love it regardless. But that was cool. Uh, and then today, I mean, today is Saturday. It's currently 10.44 in the morning. I have a games night to go to tonight with uh, some friends where we do board games. I'll tell you what, if you ever want to have, like, <laughs> my brother messaged me recently and was just like, how do you have more of a social life than me? And my response was just get you a friend who likes to plan activities. That's the secret. Like, <laughs> I only have a social life now because I made friends who like to do stuff and like to plan things and almost overplan some activities, but I love that. So uh, one of my friends uh, likes to do a games night. We also do the music nights at his house and we also do Triple J Hottest 100 um, listen party get together that we do. And there's bingo cards with songs on it. Like he does them all himself. He has a whole spreadsheet he obsessively puts it together. Like it's, it's wonderful. I love that he does this. I wish I had like, not that I couldn't put together something like that. It just would never occur to me. And he's just so good at it. So I don't want to be like, I'm going to become the person that plans things now. Like, no, that's his thing. I'm going to let him have his thing. So he, uh, <laughs> so he organizes the games nights and tonight we'll do a lot of like theater sports kind of games like werewolf. Um, we love 
sort of those deception games like Mafia, where you have to work out uh, who the murderer, who the Mafia person is, and there's like townspeople and villages. I'm really bad at explaining it, but yeah, like the games that are focused around sort of conversing and discussing things with people and trying to work out who the who's lying and who's not. Um, we do trivia, but I ruined it because because <laughs> I'm a trivia nerd and I have too much random information rolling around in my brain, so I kind of make it unfair, which is um, yeah, I'm a buzzkill to have a trivia. I'm handy on your trivia team, but if you want to play a game where there's trivia questions in it, I'm just going to ruin your good time, apparently, by knowing too much random shit. Um, speaking of which, I did actually organise something for this podcast, and I thought to myself, is that is that too... Because the idea of this is that I'm just randomly rambling, right? I'm not meant to have a plan. But I saw this thing and went, that'd be kind of cool to do on the podcast. Um, I found this thing of like questions that you can answer to get to know someone. And I thought, while most of you have found me from TikTok, I, I think that potentially now, because there's more of you that some people may have just found this podcast randomly, potentially recommended, could be region based. I have no idea. But... I thought for those of you who don't know me very well, what if I did this little like questionnaire thing and answered questions? If, let's be honest here, if I can even get through one without going off on a random tangent for 45 minutes, we'll see how well I do. Ah, <laughs> uh, but here we go. Um, I found 10 questions. We'll see how many of them we'll get through. If I can only get through one before rambling for a while, I'll just, I can save this for another day, you know, and we'll do it in another podcast. But I did, it's taken me this long into the podcast to remember that I have this. <sighs> okay. Uh, now, question number one was, what was your favorite food when you were a child? Ooh. Um, chops and noodles. Straight up. I was such a basic bitch kid. <laughs> Mum and dad's like meals for us when we were growing up was meat and three veg. So I loved when it was like a night where we would get pasta and it wasn't that I was like obsessed with pasta, although pasta is amazing and I love it. Um, it was that if we got noodles with our protein of choice, chicken or chops or whatever, fish, whatever was going and we got pasta as the side dish, we wouldn't have any veggies. There'd be no broccoli or peas or carrot on the plate. You know, I would only have to eat pasta and chops and it was like a top night. If I didn't have to eat veggies, I was a kid, you know. So, yeah, I would always say when, because the rule in my family is that if it's your birthday, you get to choose what everyone has for dinner with absolutely no limits. Okay, so you could say something really basic, like I would much very much like a, a roast for dinner. And that's a bit of extra effort to go to, but it's nice to do for a birthday. Or you could go, I want breakfast for dinner. Like I want bacon, eggs and pancakes for dinner. And you could do that. Or it's like, let's get a Chinese takeout. So within limits, well, you know, sorry, with no limits for what you want to eat for dinner, <laughs> you always get that on your birthday as like a special treat. So every time my parents would ask me as a kid, what would you like for your birthday dinner? I would always say chops and noodles, which just meant because I thought every meat was chops when I was a kid, like lamb chops, because we had a lot of lamb chops. I thought every meat was chops, chicken, fish, it's all chops, right? <laughs> And for them, them, chomps and noodles meant like, oh, so you want lamb chops and some kind of pasta. And I was like, yeah. They're like, you could really, we could get pizza, we could get fish and chips. You don't want any of that? And I was like, nope, chops and noodles. 
was all I wanted. Whereas my brother would be like, I want lasagna and I want McDonald's. And <laughs> he was like, how far can I push this? What can I, can we have Cocoa Pops with ice cream for dinner? And mum and dad be like, sure. <laughs> and I was just like, chops and noodles. And they're like, oh, you're so basic kid. Because in my head, I was like, why, would I, why wouldn't I just pick something within the limits of something I'm already allowed to have, but where I get to decide what it is on any given night? I do this all the time, by the way, where like I'll impose a limit on something without even realizing I'm doing it. For example, I have a favorite restaurant that I absolutely love. And the very first time I went there was on my birthday because I heard about it and went, it's a Brazilian barbecue. Oh my God. Yes. I've always wanted to go to one of these. Let's go on my birthday. And we went on my birthday and it was incredible. Then we went for one of my friend's birthdays. And here's the thing. The restaurant is literally 15 minutes from my home. It is open all week, weekends, lunches. I could go there whenever I want. And I don't because in my head, I've convinced myself that it's a place you only go on your birthday. <laughs> I remember the day I realized I, I was sitting with some friends and I was just like, oh, I would kill for some Brazilian barbecue. And I said, well, we can go and get it. And I'm like, no, it's not my birthday. And they looked at me like, you know, like I had two heads. And I'm like, what? And like, you know, you can eat at that restaurant anytime you want, right? And I like my comical eyes opened wide. And I was like, oh my God, I can. <gasps> I'm a grown up. Oh my God, I have grown up money. I can go to that restaurant if I want to. And I'm like, Mandy, you idiot. <laughs> and I still haven't gone. It is my birthday in a few weeks and I um that's all I wanted to do was go there for my birthday dinner but the, the joke of it all is, is that we can't uh I won't be in town for my birthday so the one day of the year I would let myself have it and I'm not going to be able to maybe I should go the week after and just break with tradition it's so strange, isn't it? Those little like rules you put in your head, like, no, you only do this when this. And then it's like, you know, you could do that whenever you want. Like when you're a grown up and you realize that you can buy a cake from the supermarket any day of the week, doesn't need to be a special occasion. That is a magical day. I've also never done it. Like I understand that I'm allowed to, but I've never done it because <laughs> I, I'm not a big cake person. Is that weird? I've done it. I've gone off on a tangent. Crap. So this, mm, I'm just too good at this. I'm not a big cake person. I don't like the texture of cake because it can be very crumbly and it kind of goes pasty in your mouth and then you have the whole that situation. I hate that. Oh God. I'm so sorry for those of you with misophonia and hate mouth sounds, by the way, I won't do that again. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to do the next question. I promise. I promise. What is the number one most played song on your iPod? And I think we've dated the questionnaire. <laughs> I have an iPod. I do. It's dead as a doornail. It's very old. This is an iPod I bought with my first paycheck from my first job, my first full-time job, I should say, because up to then I was working part-time a lot. My first full-time job, I bought myself an iPod, uh, the big one. This is going back to ancient technology now, but like with the scroll touch wheel that could play videos um, and it was expensive, very expensive at the time for me. But I was like, no, nope, screw it. I'm getting myself something nice with my first paycheck. So I bought it and I had it and took care of it for many years. And it was like 
it, it, it had, I'm going to say 128 gigabyte memory, which was massive back then, especially for, you know, how many songs you could fit on it. And it, it had the capacity to fit 10,000 songs on it. And I filled it. Uh, I definitely had 10,000. Oh no, it might've had way more, but that I, no, I had 10,000 songs and it could fit way more than that. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I like had, I know that I remember, I, I remember hitting the 10,000 song milestone and being like, woo, I have tons of music. Um, but I, I had that thing playing all the time. I could hook it up to a speaker. It was brilliant. Like it went with me everywhere. Yeah, I think you guys know, like battery life on Apple devices doesn't last very long. So this thing does still turn on when plugged in for about three minutes before it turns itself off because the power coming out of the outlet can't sustain the battery. Ah, uh, most played song on that iPod. I mean, I could probably find out for you. I would have to, nah, let's not, let's not scramble around. Instead, what I will do, Spotify don't have their most played of the year, but I'm on my phone right now. Let's have a look at my on repeat playlist because that should tell me the songs I'm playing the most right now. Um, by the way, did you know that they, they just finished wrapping all of the data for your Spotify wrapped for the year? End of October is apparently when they stop taking data for Spotify. So if you want to listen to some weird crap and not have it count towards your Spotify wrapped, now's the time to do it. You are welcome. All right. The songs I'm playing the most right now, or that are on my on repeat playlist, motion sickness, Phoebe Bridges, self-explanatory. She's lovely. All Your Exes by Julia Michaels. That's a very good song. Bones by Talanova. September by James Arthur. No Children by the Mountain Goats. That is purely because of the TikTok trend. You know, with the, I am drowning. There is no sign of land. You are coming down with me. Hand in unlovable hand. I had never heard the song before that trend and now I love it. It's so messed up. <laughs> Um, what other songs have I got on here? Views by Noga Errors. That was a song a friend got me into. It's, um, like a kind of new age rap song about, um, buying views for videos. Yeah. Somebody Else by the 1975. It's just a beautiful song. Some Billie Eilish. I got Number One Fan by Muna. Um, Bad Girl by Dyer. Some other ones I think I've told you guys about already. More Billie Eilish, No Roots by Alice Merton. I'm re-listening to some Taylor Swift to get ready for the new Taylor's version of Red. Um, probably listened to All Too Well about 50 times. I'm very excited for the new release of the 10-minute version. Oh, and I have the new song by Medusa featuring Hosier because I am starved for Hosier content. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Hosier. There you go. I hope that answers that question. Number three, what is one of your favorite quotes? Oh God, my brain's like an audio library. What are you talking about? Favorite quotes, favorite quotes. Currently, it would be a quote from Ted Lasso, uh, which is apparently a quote that he saw on a billboard. Be curious, not judgmental. That's my favorite. Because um, in the show, he talks about how a lot of guys have underestimated him his whole life because he doesn't seem intimidating or aggressive. He seems very kind and sort of affable and uh, people would sort of assume that he was a twit or that he was, you know, of no value. And he didn't, he didn't understand why until he read the quote, be curious, not judgmental. And he realized that all those people that were, were judging him 
didn't want to know anything about him and didn't want to ask him any questions. And because of that, they would often often underestimate him and then be surprised when he could do more than they thought. Um, I really like that because I, I think we everybody can tend towards being judgmental sometimes. It's um it's kind of it's a defense mechanism. It's pre-built into our brains. It doesn't make us a bad person. It's our brains trying to protect ourselves from the unknown situation. So if we see someone, we might be like, okay, what do I need to know about them for safety reasons? And your brain will pick out patterns like, oh, they're dressed like this, or they're standing like this, or they walk like this, or they look like this, to try and give you an idea of what to expect from them so that you don't feel threatened. And that's an instinct, but you have to override that because it's not a good, it's not a good way to live. You should always be curious about people, not judgmental about them, because everybody's got a story. Everybody has their reasons. No one is innately bad. No one is innately evil. People are a product of their lives and the choices that they've made, and uh, those choices are informed by the lives they've lived. So if you ask questions, if you're curious, if you try and find out more, um, no one is ever as simple as they seem on the surface. So I really, yeah, yeah. Plus, I, I think my whole life as well, uh, people have made assumptions about me up front. And uh, one of the sheer joys in my life is challenging those assumptions <laughs> and surprising people. Because um, I, I guarantee a lot of people see me and make assumptions based on how I look and then are surprised to find out that I'm not slow. I'm not simple. I'm not stupid. <laughs> um and it's, yeah, no, I get a bit of a kick out of that, out of challenging people's assumptions about me. Um, and I really enjoy finding out more about people and uh, being curious about other people. So there you go. That's my favorite quote. I should probably check where we are for time because I have no idea how long I've been rambling. Oh, we're nearly at half an hour. That sounds like a good stopping point. Well, in terms of how how far through the questions was I able to make it, we made it through three questions. There are still six. There are still seven more. Yeah, I, I nearly said six. You caught that correctly. If you looked at me and your assumption was she's bad at math, you are correct. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating that I can remember so many things and I, you know, I can be smart about so much and then all you have to do is throw two numbers at me and tell me to add them up and just that's it. I can't do anything. If there's a dyslexia for maths, I'm pretty sure that I have it. Because numbers just get all scramble jumbled in my head and I can't make them make sense. I'm jealous of people who can. Oh dear. Um, yes, sorry. I was wrapping up the podcast. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to all the new listeners that have been joining in. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves. And I hope you're all excited about the end of the year and the silly season. I certainly am. <laughs> I'm getting right into it. I'm going to do my Christmas card list soon. Oh my God, I'm excited. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to drop me any messages or chat to me or ask me any questions for me to answer in another podcast, anything you want me to talk about, let me know. And I will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, guys.